The Productive Woman, Episode 52. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thank you for joining me. In this episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about one of the most well-known systems or approaches to productivity. You'll find links and additional information in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 52. This episode is brought to you by lynda.com. You can get a free 10-day trial of lynda.com's outstanding video courses by going to lynda.com slash tpw. Now, in past episodes of The Productive Woman, I have mentioned at various times David Allen's book called Getting Things Done and the productivity system he created that's referred to in the productivity world, I guess, as GTD. And you've heard that acronym various times. Um, The book was first published in 2001. It's been really just incredibly influential in the productivity world, influencing other thinkers about productivity type topics, serving as the inspiration for many productivity tools, such as OmniFocus, which I've talked about before, the task and project management software that I have been using for quite a while. I've been wanting to give an overview of the GTD system, mostly just because it gets referred to a lot. I decided I'd do it now um, because, uh, in part because the book, which is subtitled The Art of Stress-Free Productivity, uh, has been recently, a new, a new edition has been released earlier this year. And so I thought it was a good time to just talk about it. This is not going to be a comprehensive explanation of the system or of the book. I really recommend that you get a copy of this book and read it. Uh, it's something that I reread every year or so. Uh, and I always get something new out of it. And so, uh, but I wanted to, like I said, just give a basic overview of the concepts because they come up at other times and in other contexts when we're talking about things related to productivity. And so, uh, like I said, just a, a brief summary kind of overview of it to get you introduced to some of the concepts. In the introduction to the new 2015 edition of Getting Things Done, David Allen says this. He says, in truth, this book is not so much concerned with getting things done as it is championing appropriate engagement with your world, guiding you to make the best choice of what to do in each moment and eliminating distraction and stress about what you're not doing. And I just love that quote from the book because it really, um, to me, it's kind of fundamental and, and, and related to some things we've talked about in the past about what productivity really means to me. It's not so much about what you're getting done as it is about uh, ordering your life and managing your life in such a way as to to have a, a greater positive impact on your world. And, and this concept of appropriate engagement with your world, being in the moment and making good decisions about what to do in each moment, 
and, and having systems in place so that when you are doing whatever you're doing in the moment, you're not distracted by or concerned about the things that you're not doing because there's a system in place to make sure that you'll get to those things at the appropriate time. So I, I did love that quote. And in the early part of the book, David Allen talks about three basically key objectives of the system. Uh, the first one being to capture all the things you need to remember, things that might need to get done, information that might be useful to you, capturing all of that. And we'll talk about that in a minute, what that means. Second of all, uh, the objective of making what he calls front-end decisions about these things that you've captured so that you always have a workable inventory, as he refers to it, of next actions, the things you can do to move your projects along. And finally, the third key objective is to, as you've gathered all this, these things you need to remember, you've made some decisions about what the next steps are on each of your projects, then the third is to curate and coordinate all of those things in a system that works for you so that you can get the things done that matter to you. So basically, the GTD system is comprised of five steps. And I, I heard David Allen interviewed on another podcast, and I'll put a link in the show notes because I thought it was real interesting as he talked about this second edition of the book and some changes that he's made. Uh, or, or the first edition really targeted more people in the business world because that's where productivity was kind of a hot issue, the kind of thing that people were talking about. Um, but the second edition, he, he says, he acknowledges the world has changed and the book needed to morph a bit and be more accessible and usable by people outside the business context. So whether you're a homemaker or a volunteer or a creative person, um, these, the system and the steps have to work for you in whatever area of life you are. So there, he, part of that revision was kind of renaming some of the steps. So this is one of the differences in the newer version of the book. So the first step is to capture. And that's capture everything that might have your attention whether it's a big something big or small, whether it's personal or professional, whether it's really important or kind of trivial, but anything that's using even a tiny bit of your mental bandwidth. Uh, he calls these things open loops. Anything that you might need to do but aren't really doing anything about yet, uh, th these things are a source of distraction and stress, both of which inhibit our productivity. As he says uh, in various places, your mind is for having ideas, not holding them. And in the book, he goes into that whole concept of how trying to remember things um, adds up to Oh, you know, the over the course of a day, the kinds of things that we try to hold in our mind and remember uh, just you, no matter how tiny it is, it's using a little bit of your mental energy and a little bit of your attention and taking that away from your ability to, uh, you know, be focused and in the moment. And so the point of the system is to capture all those things, get them outside your mind and into a system that you trust will keep it there. So your mind will let it go and let you focus on what you're doing in the moment. There are a lot of different tools 
for capturing. And, uh, you know, in future episodes, maybe we'll talk about some of these in more depth. We've, we've also referred to them in the past, but some of the tools for capturing, whether it's ideas or information or whatever, might be a paper inbox on your desk, uh, if you're in an office, on your kitchen counter, or somewhere where you can put, you know, pieces of paper that come in that need to be tended with, so that they're corralled. They're all in one place, and you, you know, and that's part of the system, is being able to trust that whatever you need to know you're going to have access to. And so you might have a paper inbox. Another, another tool that's really useful for capturing information and ideas is Evernote. And we've talked about that on previous episodes. OmniFocus or another task manager uh, is a tool for capturing those things that need to get done. Maybe you, you can use apps on your phone, such as Drafts, or Apple's uh, Reminders app, or you know the Notes app, I think is what I meant to say. Um, maybe voice memos. Some people like to carry around three by five cards or a notebook in your pocket or purse. Always handy to jot things down or, or collect these things as ideas and information come to you that you might have need of in the future. And certainly a calendar for appointments. So there, there are a variety of tools um, that you could choose from for gathering and collecting, capturing this information and these ideas and these whatever it might be. But the idea here is to choose a tool that you will like to use and you actually will use. So you capture everything. The only way your mind will let go of things is if it trusts that you've put it somewhere safe and easily retrievable. So it's it's important to, I, I don't know that there's really a right or wrong way of doing this other than to have a system that you will use and use consistently and put everything into it. Uh, I, I would say try to lim limit the, the number of ways that you capture things, the places you, that you put them, so you don't have to remember to check lots of different places when we get into the next steps of the system. So that's step one of the GTD system, is capturing everything that has a, even a tiny bit of your attention. Step two is to clarify and that's to process all those things you've captured and decide, you know, what, what they mean to you and what you need to do with them. This is something you need to do regularly, maybe daily, you know, as you're going through the course of a day and you're, whether you're running errands and you pick up pieces of paper or receipts or uh, things that you need to do something with later and they get crammed into your purse or you have an idea and you, you uh, record a little voice memo on your phone. All those things, uh, as your day goes on, you may collect a lot of that kind of stuff. Mail comes in, voicemail, emails, all that kind of stuff. So you've captured it into your system, and periodically you need to look at those things and process them and decide what they are, what they mean to you, and what you're going to do with them. And the, the, the book has a really great flow chart that kind of depicts that, I wish there was a way I could put it into the show notes, but that's, you know, it's copyright protected and I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> so uh, I, I suggest that you get it. But the concept is that, that as the stuff comes in, it goes into your inbox, whatever that inbox might be for you, uh, paper, digital, whatever. And then you're going to take each thing that's in that, uh, in the, those inboxes 
And by thing, I, it might be a task, it might be a project, a piece of paper, a voice memo, an p- email, whatever. You're going to look at each one and say, and ask yourself one question. Is it actionable? Is it something you can do something about? If the answer is no, then you've got three choices. You can trash it if it's not something you're ever, ever going to do anything about or ever need for reference. Uh, just toss it at that point. Delete it. You need to use your delete button on your computer and in your email. If it's reference material that you might need to refer to later, then you want to file it. Put it into a, a good filing system uh, where you'll be able to find it later and, and you know, it'll be usable. Or your third option is to defer it, or what in the book he refers to as incubate it. And, you know, deferring it means it's going to go in probably one of a couple of places. If it's something that you might want to do later on a certain day and time, then put it on your calendar, a reminder of it then. Otherwise, he recommends some sort of a tickler system that will remind you to think about it later. And we'll talk, uh, there's a later step in all this that uh, you get a system in place for reviewing all these things so nothing gets missed or overlooked. So that's what happens if, you know, with each of these items that's come, come into your inbox uh, and you're looking at it and you, you ask, is it actionable? Is it something you can do something about? And if it, the answer is no, trash it, file it, or defer it uh, for later. If the answer to the question, is it actionable, is yes, then what you need to do is decide what is the very next action you can take on it, Okay. What is uh, the next physical, observable, actual action you can take on whatever that thing is? Decide what that is, and and just you should be able to decide that quickly. And then apply the two-minute rule to it. If it can be done in two minutes or less, just do it right then. Is is the next step that needs to be, maybe you've you've got an invitation that has... uh, come in to, to a party. And the next step is to ask your spouse uh, if, if, you, if he wants to go. You can find that out either, you know, go ask him or pick up the phone and call. If it's a, you know, quick phone call that can be made in two minutes or less, an email you can send off in two minutes or less, whatever that very next action you can take, if it can be done in two minutes or less, do it right then. Otherwise, if, it, if it's something uh, you've figured out what the next action is and it's going to take more than two minutes, then you have two choices. Delegate it. If it's something that doesn't necessarily have to be done by you, delegate it if you can. If it is, needs to be done, you know what it is, it needs to be done by you, then uh, put it on a list to do when you can. And the book goes into this uh, a, a better description of sort of... Uh, preparing your list of next steps and how you organize those sorts of things. But um, that's the basic concept. As a side note in all of this, uh, when you're clarifying, the step of clarify, it's important to understand the difference between a project and a task. Basically, a project is anything that involves more than one step. You can't do a a project You can only do an action related to a project. An action is a task, something that is, you know, can be done in one step. Sometimes 
our resistance to starting a task that we have on our to-do list comes from the fact that it's not really a task. It's actually a project, maybe a small, short-term one, but it's, it involves more than one step, and, uh, and we know that, and we, don't really, we haven't really thought through what those steps are. And so we kind of keep pushing it to the side and pushing it down the list because of the time it takes to think about that. If it's a project, if it's something that takes more than one step to get it done, the way to get started is to break it down into its smallest components. And for an ex- for as an example, maybe making reservations for a business trip. This was something that was on my list for a while because it was kind of too undefined and actually was on a project. So I had a you know something on my to do list of make the reservations for a trip I need to take. Uh, this fall for business. Well, it wasn't really just a to-do list or a a task. It was a project and it needed to be broken down. For me to get started, I had to break it down into its smallest components. What were the tasks? Well, I had to check the event agenda to to determine when I have to arrive and when I can leave the location because it's out of town. Once I've done that, you know, that's a five-minute task or maybe less, two minutes, look it up online, see what the date and time are for when it starts. Once I have those things, then I can had to check the airline schedule to see what my flight options are that fit that event agenda. What flights can I take out of Dallas that will get me where I need to be in time to get to the, the event venue in time for the first meeting? And what flights bring me home that leave me enough time to leave the event venue and get to the airport. Uh, Once I've seen what the flight options are, then my my husband's going with me on this trip, so I needed to check with him and confirm that the ones I had in mind worked for his schedule. Then I got to, you know, make sure I have my purse and get my credit card out, and then I log into American Airlines and book the reservation. So that's, you know, what seemed like a simple to-do on my to-do list was actually uh, what I have five five tasks, and they don't always have to be done all at once. I could once I had broken them down. Well, when I had a quick minute in between phone calls at work, I could pull up the event agenda and find out what those times are and, and make a note of that. And then later, uh, you know, then I could check the airline schedule. You know, you can you once you break it down into the little tasks, it's not this big amorphous thing that you're not sure how long it's going to take. You know, you can look at each one of those tasks and know, oh, that's only going to take me two minutes. I can get that done. That's going to take me longer. I got to wait until after this meeting or whatever. So that's, it's an important concept to understand when you're uh, processing and clarifying the things that come at you to break those projects, whether they're a huge project or a small one, break them down into the actual tasks and put those on your list and know what the first task is, the next step you can take. Okay, so step one was capture, step two is clarify, step three of the GTD system is to organize. You've got all these tasks, these next actions, whatever, all these things that you've done, you've gone through, you've processed all this stuff, and you've got your list of next actions, and you need to organize them, put them, put them all where they belong. 
that is list them or organize them in a way that makes sense to you. If you've got, you know, a relatively short list of, of next actions, maybe you just have them all on one list and, and that's good enough. If you can fit it all on kind of one page where you can see it all in a glance, then, then you've probably done all the organizing you need to do. But if you've got more than that, if you, you know, if you've gotten your handwritten list or your typed list or however you've put it together and it's not something you can look at quickly, you know, you've got a few dozen tasks or next actions, then maybe you want to kind of organize them into, uh, well, whatever way makes sense for you. Maybe all your phone calls you need to make in, in one list, errands you need to run in another list, all the emails you need to send, something like that. Maybe you want to sort them or tag them in some way by the amount of time that's required. The ones that take are only going to take five minutes, things that are going to take 15 minutes, things that take an hour. So that when you look at your list and you or you look at your schedule and you finish one project or one task and you, you look at your count your clock and you think, okay, I got 15 minutes till I need to leave for that meeting or leave to pick up the kids at school. What's on this list of next actions that I need to do that I can do in the 15 minutes I've got? So that's one way to organize them. Another way is maybe to, uh, some people recommend organizing or sorting them based on energy requirements. Can you identify what things you really need to be um, ener rested and energized and able to focus in order to get those things done? And what are the things you can do uh, when you're kind of low energy and tired and can still get some things done, but maybe you don't have the, the, f the focus you, you might have otherwise? Be able to, to look at the things on your list and figure out what things you can do when. So that's briefly organized. Obviously, the book goes into much more detail about this and uh, explains it much better uh, than I do. All right, so that was number three, organize. The step four in the GTD system he calls reflect. And that's basically to review your system on a regular basis. He recommends a weekly review process, maybe Sunday afternoon or evening, looking over your lists, your inbox, and everything as often as necessary, he says, to trust your choices about what to do next. Uh, so this is to kind of make sure you, you do a, a, a thorough review of the, your world, so to speak, your system, to make sure nothing's falling through the cracks and you feel good about the, the choices you're making about what you're doing. And briefly, uh, the, the process of the weekly review kind of goes like this. First of all, you want to schedule a time for it and make it a part of your routine. I have a reminder for this in OmniFocus that, uh, that I, my plan is to do it Sunday afternoon, evening, take the time to do this. In preparation for it, you want to gather all your loose notes, papers, receipts, business cards you've picked up, flyers, meeting notes, voicemails, emails, whatever that needs to come into your system. So this is capture, you know, anything that hasn't already been captured. Then process them all. Do the clarify steps, you know, ask is it actionable, if no, you know, uh, trash it or or file it or defer it. If yes, then figure out what's the next step, et cetera. So do that process. The idea at the beginning of this weekly review is to get everything 
out of your head into your system. So any new projects you think up, any new action items, things you're waiting on other people for, everything gets put into the system. And then you go through each list. Once you've, you've you know, put everything on your list and you go through your list and you mark off things that you've completed, you identify any new next actions, uh, what, you, what you're going to work on next, that next specific physical action you can take on each of your projects. Uh, you look back over your calendar for the past week. Is there anything left to do on any of those? Was there follow-up on a, a lunch mate meeting you had? Were there reference, reference notes that you had jotted in your calendar that need to be filed somewhere? Just kind of look, look over that past week and see if there's anything you've uh, missed, anything it reminds you that you need to, to add to your list, your action list. And review the calendar for the coming week. And, and see if there are any actions you need to, to add to your list, any things you need to do to prepare for what's coming up in the week to come. And so, again, that's a very quick overview of the weekly review process, what he calls step four, reflect. And step five of the GTD system is to, he calls it, engage. Just do it. Uh, you know, all the systems in the world don't help us if we don't actually do it. The point of the GTD system is to capture all the stuff, get it out of your head on paper or in your computer, wherever it is you store your action lists, make decisions about what the steps are you need to take, and then you need to do them. And in the book, he talks about, you know, uh, coming up with a basis for choosing from your lists what you're going to do next in any given moment. And he talks about deciding based on context, where you are, what resources you have available to you, uh, time available. We talked about that briefly a minute ago. Oh, energy available and priority. So priority being of the things you could do where you are and with the resources you have available to you, like if it's something that has to be done at the computer and you're not at your computer, and with the time and energy you have available, of all those things on your list that you could do, which would have the most impact? And maybe do that one next. In application for me, in, in, in terms of the sort of just do it thing, I like to start the day with a relatively short list of tasks that need to get done that day, organized roughly in the order I want or need to do them. And so to avoid uh, spending time several times during the day deciding which one to do next, I, I actually spend a few minutes the night before to set up that list. Look at, you know, look at my list. All right, what has to get done tomorrow? What am I going to do first? What should, you know, what should be done after that? What do I need to, and, and roughly order them the way I think that they're going to need to to be done. And then maybe in the morning I'll, I'll take a quick look at it, readjust if I need to, and then just start with the first task on the list. And once that's done, I don't have to spend any time thinking about, well, what am I going to do next? I just do the next thing on the list and just move right down the list that, that way. And I've found that real, real effective for me in um, not losing momentum because I've just taken a few minutes at the beginning of the day or the end of the day before and already put things kind of in the order I think makes sense. Now, of course, we have to be flexible. And if we've got kids that, that we need to take care of or the boss comes in and 
changes the plan for the day or whatever, then you, you have to adapt and as things change during the day. But for me, this system has been a real efficient way to kind of work my way through the tasks that I need to get done each day. So that is, as I said, a very, very basic overview of David Allen's GTD system. There is so much more to it um, than I said, uh, than I could cover in this, you know, in a half hour podcast. I really do urge you to read the book. I will put a link in the show notes for it. This is an affiliate link, fair disclosure. So uh, if you buy it using that link, uh, I get a, a, you know, a tiny bit of something that helps uh, defray some of the costs of uh, publish or doing, you know, doing the the podcast. But whether or not you use the affiliate link to get the book, I do uh, encourage you to get the book and uh, read it and let me know what you think about it. You can also visit David Allen's website, gettingthingsdone.com, to learn more about their system and some of the other resources they make available. It's it's a very helpful book. Like I said, it's been very, very influential, uh, certainly on my thinking and that of a lot of other people who think and write and and speak in the in the uh, you know productivity space. So, what do you think? Any questions or comments about the GTD system? Would you like me to cover any pieces of it in more detail in in future episodes? please let me know. Uh, feel free to ask your questions or share your thoughts by going to theproductivewoman.com slash 52, and you can leave a comment there in the, in the comments section. Uh, as always, you can also uh, reach out on the Productive Woman's Facebook page, or if you want to share your thoughts with me privately, you can email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com or leave a voicemail by going to theproductivewoman.com or the Facebook page and clicking on the little button. If you like the show, if, the, if uh, this episode and other episodes have been helpful to you, I'd really appreciate it if you'd help me spread the word. Tell your friends, um, share it on your social media pages, and consider leaving a rating and a review of The Productive Woman in iTunes or on Stitcher. There are links in the show notes, or you can just go directly to theproductivewoman.com slash iTunes or slash Stitcher, and that will take you right to where you can subscribe or rate and review. I want to give a thank you to uh, a couple of people. I wish they would they would put real we could put real names, but uh, there was a nice little review from JG Guy H. Uh, recently in iTunes, which said, uh, I was looking for organizing podcasts and came across this one. I really like the honesty, compassion, and concrete tips. So thank you for that nice, nice review. Um, I also want to thank Julie from Israel. I think uh, you know who you are. I met her in person recently at an event, and she took the time to come over and talk to me and introduce herself and let me know she listens to The Productive Woman and enjoys it all the way over in Israel. So I really, that meant the world to me. I also want to thank Leanne on Facebook who uh, sent me a message and let me know she had started listening to the show and was enjoying it feedback. I, I, of course, I always appreciate hearing that you like the show, but I, I really do want to hear your honest feedback. And so if there's something I could do better or something you'd like me to cover, let me know, because I want to make this show useful to you. 
I wanted to get, make one little note about iTunes. If you go to the the Productive Woman's uh, f- page in iTunes, you'll notice it only shows the most recent 20 episodes, even though this is episode 52. So anything, you know, before, oh, I'm not going to try to do the math in my head, but only the the most recent 20 episodes. So the first 30 are not showing there. If you subscribe, you do get those older ones, but there's a bug in iTunes right now that's uh, suddenly not letting the pages show all the episodes. So if you want to be able to get to the older episodes of the show, you either need to go to the website at theproductivewoman.com or subscribe to it uh, in your favorite podcatcher, and then you can go all the way back to episode one. Uh, one reminder that uh, I, I am available to speak at your events. So if you've got a woman's group, a retreat, business teams, whatever, that maybe I could come and uh, it would be you'd have an interest in having me talk about productivity-related topics, I'd love to do that. So you can send me an email at feedback at theproductivewoman.com or you can call me at 972 650 and we can talk about how I can help. If you haven't picked up your free copy of my digital toolbox, be sure to check that out on the website. There's a a button in the show notes, and you can click and download that for free. Before we wrap up, I do want to say a quick thank you to lynda.com for supporting the productive woman. lynda.com, and that's L-Y-N-D-A.com, is the place to go for high-quality video tutorials. They have... Over 3,000 courses taught by industry experts with more added every week. And these courses cover all skill levels from beginner to advanced. You, you can't even imagine the list of topics that they have. Courses on almost anything you can think of. Tutorials on public speaking, on leadership, on social media marketing, on photography, web design. They have tons of courses on productivity, including a course on getting things done on that methodology taught by David Allen himself. So these are the experts that are teaching these. And if you uh, subscribe to the service, you get their entire library of video courses for one low monthly price. So you're not paying per course. You pay one monthly price and you can watch as many of these really well done video tutorials as you want to. The Productive Woman listeners can get a free 10-day trial simply by going to lynda.com slash tpw. So that's l-y-n-d-a dot com slash tpw for The Productive Woman. During that free trial period, you'll get unlimited access to their library. So give it a try. Just go to lynda.com slash tpw and let me know what you think uh, after you've checked them out. And thank you so much to lynda.com for supporting the productive woman. That, my friends, is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you for spending this time with me. I hope you found something in this that's useful to you. I look forward to talking with you again soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.